Welcome to Notes from the North, the official podcast of the Vikings Gazette. We're here with episode 17 and we were joined by a special guest, Cole Smith, who's a writer for both the Vikings Gazette and Last Word on Sports. So listeners should definitely go check out uh, his work and particularly these recent series that's on the Vikings Gazette that's covering Minnesota Vikings Hall of Fame players. Uh, And with that being said, we'll throw it over to part one of our two-part interview with Cole. Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Awesome. Well, we'd like to welcome another guest to Notes from the North, Cole. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you've been working with Kyle at the Vikings Gazette, and I guess, how did you find your way to becoming a Vikings fan? Well, so we lived in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, um, up until I was like five and then my dad moved us up to Rochester, Minnesota, um, the fall of 1998. So it was perfect timing, yeah. um, to get, uh, kind of, I don't know, christened into being a, a fan and everything. And, um, just immediately kind of fell in love with the, the team and everything. I'd like, look at all the football cards and stuff. I'd memorize the stats and everything. And I was, be watching games i'd start saying stuff and all the adults would be like what what the heck's this kid talking about and everything so um and then over the years you just start kind of learning more and learning more and learning more and um yeah unfortunately this is the team i've chosen and i'm gonna <laughs> gonna live and die with them um until uh until i die i guess so <laughs> you speak for yeah. many fans yeah it yeah uh, yeah yeah, it's a story that, that many can relate to. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's 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 sad. I I could have been a Patriots fan um, at seven years old and said that was my team for life, but uh, no, I was already already Vikings through and through by that point. So, <laughs> see, that's interesting because so I mean, you moved to Minnesota, and that makes sense. Um, where I'm from, the east coast of Canada, and where mm-hmm. I'm located, like I'm just above Maine. And so the closest NFL team for us is actually the Patriots. And so a lot okay. of NFL fans, East Coast of Canada, they love the Patriots. Just because right. the closest geographically is easy to get down to games, relatively speaking. Hmm. Uh, but instead, I chose the Vikings because yeah. I, I liked Kevin and Pat Williams. And yeah. um, so that was my error. Uh, but <laughs> at least you at least you had a like a Minnesota connection. So that's, yeah. that's that makes more sense. That that definitely helped and everything. I mean, my dad was always a fan and you know, his side of the family have been fans. So, I mean, probably mm-hmm. would have become a fan anyway, yep. but definitely, especially 98 and you're right in the middle of it, that right. helps kickstart it and then move back here and they started to suck for a while. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. 98. That was the, it was that Randy Moss's rookie year. Yep. Yep. That was the, the Moss and set the NFL record. Exactly. At the time for 556 points. And then, the Gary Anderson miss and that whole game. So. Right. Which we, we might get into in a few moments. But before yeah, maybe. We, so there's one thing. So it's one thing to say, okay, I'm a Vikings fan, but how is it that you uh, found yourself to writing about the Vikings? Are you a writer by trade or how, how is it that you worked your way over? So I, I never went to, I mean, I've gone to college here and there, but uh, I've you now I was working for my dad and I was just kind of browsing, see what's up. And there was like, I found some writing gig available on, uh, um, on Craigslist. 
Okay. I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll see if uh, how good I am at this. And I wrote something and showed my dad one time. He's like, oh, that was really, really good. And other people said it was good. And so I kind of did a little bit of that for about a year and then kind of didn't do anything for a while. And then uh, somehow found last word on sports um, okay. back in 2017. And then that's when I started you know, taking it more seriously. And, uh, yeah, everybody said, it, you know, said it was pretty good and everything for not having any real training, but yeah, I've always, I read, you know, Vikings articles every single day since I was 10, 11 years old. So you just pick up on what this guy does. Well, maybe I'd rather read this guy than this guy, because even though this guy might have all the stats, this guy can tell a story. This guy keeps me engaged and everything. Right. So I think Tom Pelissero, when he was with 1500 ESPN, yep. he was, I thought he was a huge influence on, I was like, man, he's good. And so it's Excellent. actually no surprise. Yep. He's become who he is. So. Yeah, yeah. Now he's the huge national guy, but like, he, I was know, a, he's like, he was a Minnesota writer for so long. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. He's one of the top, five six like breaking news guys and everything uh, yep. in the league so yeah so i don't know you just kind of done that and then we got connected you know yep. for the gazette and everything and uh now it's you know able to probably use a bit more of my personality in my writing and stuff and you know so yeah excellent okay yeah. fair enough sam what do you think do you want to get into the top three yeah let's let's do this so so Kyle and I have been talking a little bit, brainstorming some fun topics for us to discuss in the summer as, as things are a little bit slow in the football season. And so thought of a bunch of different like lists and, and I always find that lists are fun because they can be controversial, they're subjective. And Kyle thought that it would be great to have Cole on and, and the two of them as their Viking fandom uh, can attest to just, just to share some of their stories and their opinions on some of these moments as uh as Vikings fans and as NFL fans. And yep. so today, this episode is going to be a little bit more on the, on the somber side. We're, we're <laughs> talking more about some of the, the heartbreaking moments, um, some of the sad moments, the not so pleasant moments as, as Vikings fans. And, and we promise that things will get better uh, for <laughs> the next episode. Uh, there are things to look forward to. So we wanted to start, start sad and, and work our way um, into some more, some more positive, happy memories. Um, so we've got two different lists, top three lists we're going to go through tonight. The first one is the top three all-time Vikings heartbreaking moments. That's a that's a title right there. Um, and Cole, we're gonna we're gonna feed you to the wolves and make you go first. Uh -oh. give, us, give us one of your top three. Start. I guess we'll start at start at three. We'll work our way to the most. Okay. Painful. So okay. so give us your third all-time most heartbreaking moment for the Vikings as, as your opinion as a fan. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'll go with the one that really kind of was the first real heartbreaker for me was uh, like actually living. It was a 2003 season finale against the Cardinals, knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. We started that season six and oh Packers were two and four. They chased us down at the end of the year and we lost to the worst team in the league off of a last second Hail Mary and a catch that wouldn't even count now. So that was sweet. And uh, <laughs> so 
<laughs> Ever since then, I've hated Josh McCown. I was 11 years old. I went up, uh, I was at my grandpa's house at the time, and I went upstairs and uh, cried after that game. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, so that was, that one, that one stung pretty bad for me, so. Okay. It, it's uh, it's a testament to hear Josh McCown's name in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. To realize just how long that guy stuck around, but. Long yeah, time. I think, I, I think that was his rookie season. And uh, so everybody acts, you know, like he's the most lovable person ever. <laughs> I've had a vendetta against him since day one. So, okay. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say something negative because it's like it's Josh McCown. He's this veteran right. journeyman. It's like, yeah, he's yeah. fine, I guess. Like, I got no strong opinions, but all right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yes. I didn't expect to. I don't think you're going to expect my first one either. So that's that's okay. going to be good. This is the okay. beauty of of this being. This is about your your you as a fan, your experience. So because it's very personal in a sense, right? And I mean, we're right. both Cole and I are going to say some. One of us is going to say the you know the Saints game, wh- whoever gets to it first. But some, these the the third one's interesting. So my number three, week eight, 2010. And Cole, I don't know if I'm sure that off the top of your head, I don't know if you remember that, but that was the game. Um, so obviously 2009, we're really good. And then 2010, we come back, uh, you know, get fired out of retirement, comes back, things are going well, trade for Randy Moss. That's the game in New England. I'm there in person. Yep. Oh, um, really? oh. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm full decked out, head to home purple. And uh-huh. the, the New England fans, God bless them. They were, when I tailgated, they were just as friendly as could be. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Sharing food. We're hanging out, tossing the football. The folks around me were top notch. No complaints at all. Once the game started, man, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, complete difference. I've uh-huh. never been sworn at so much in my life and really? with violence. And um, I was wearing an Adrian Peterson jersey. There was one gentleman uh, behind me who kept saying, you know, hey, two wait, I'll see you in the parking lot afterwards. This whole, it was very, very threatening. Like there's this group of like rambunctious <laughs> guys behind me. Whenever New England is something good, you know, they were like shake me and stuff. Like it was... Right. It was intense. It was, and, yeah. and that was the game. So Brett Favre was actually taken off with an injury. Yeah. Um, had to be taken off in the cart. And uh, Randy Moss didn't do anything at all for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, it was just, we went up 7 nothing on Adrian Peterson touchdown. And I taunted my section. I, tr- I was oh. at the front of my section. I turned around and held up my arms touchdown. And it was mm-hmm. all downhill from there. Oh, and, man. And that, that's, my, that's my number three. Because that's when it's sunk in. The 2010 is not going to be like 2009. And exactly. the gentleman at the hotel saw me leaving and he says, your boy Favre's washed up. You're going to lose today. And I mm-hmm. disagree with him when we had an argument and yep. he was right and I was wrong. And that's, that's when it sunk in. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember Favre got his chin like busted up and precisely Randy Moss, Randy yep. Moss probably could have caught a touchdown pass. And he just yep. kind of like jogged and yep. then he thanked Bill Belichick after the game. So that's exactly that was- right. Yeah. very yeah that whole he could have thrown a you know a dart at the wall and chose on almost any game from that season because that yeah. season is awful but yeah that's awesome they that actually got to go to the game outside of the fans being the fans so. i'll never forget it i'll never <laughs> yeah. forget it yeah. quick, quick quick question before you we move to to number two here kyle do you regret taunting those fans looking back not for a second Good. I was going to say, I, I would go back and do the same thing all over again, you, 10 you times one chance. 10, not for a second. You had one <laughs> chance and, and you made it, made it count. I made it count, that's, baby. That's great. Yep. Cole, Cole, number two on your list. What do you got? Um, So this is going to be a little, I don't know, 
I'm going to go with the 2017 NFC Championship. All right. Um, it was 38-7 loss to the Eagles. Um, coming yep. off the Minneapolis Miracle. Felt on top of the world. Yep. Seemed like it was our year. Um, and then, you know, you're nervous up until the game. And then we come out, storm right down the field with a Cal Rudolph touchdown. Yep. I'm feeling great. We force a three and out. I'm feeling ecstatic. And then Case Keenum throws a pick six. And I mean, right then it, I felt not good about the game, even though I was pretty confident all year whenever we got into anything. And it was just like, you know, the Minneapolis miracle was like the least Vikings moment ever. Mm-hmm. So it was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, winds of change. We're finally changing. Yep. And then just to get come back flat, you know, the very next week and then the Eagles go to our stadium, win the Super Bowl at our stadium, just rub salt into the wound. And uh, honestly, I heard that their fans are probably a lot, probably worse than even your experience at new England. Yeah. I've heard multiple players and coaches and even Paul Allen, like, yeah, I'm never going to bring family to that stadium ever again. Cause yeah, they were pretty bad. So Philly has a reputation and I just certainly yeah. don't want it. I mean, it's a huge city. I'm sure the vast mm. majority of folks are excellent, but I mean, the stories I heard were just like appalling. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. people being not, not just being verbally abused. That's one thing, but then like actually like being physically assaulted at different points. And it was some, some of the stuff that we heard about that game was pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. So, I mean, that there's so many moments throughout watching the team for over 20 years that maybe, you know, it, it seems like it's certain victory and, you know, it's just snatched from us at the very end, but <laughs> this is more of a slow, this is more of a slow bleed yeah. and everything. Yeah. But I mean, it was, I was more like just sad, yeah. still very hard for me to watch the highlights of that game where, you know, other certain games just make me mad looking yeah. back at it and everything that one just put me in such a somber mood. And honestly, it was, it was hard that whole off season to kind of get excited. So, mm-hmm. so that's number two for me. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. Like you, obviously you said like there's moments where you just things get snatched at the last second, but like the fact that you, you felt like you were there or like they were, they were close. Like they, they you could see yeah. the ultimate goal. Yep. It was, it was like it was a couple steps away, it couple was big steps. steps, but, but it yeah. was a couple steps away and it didn't happen. So, yeah, yep. <laughs> typical. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I distinctly remember the Kyle Rudolph touchdown at the beginning of that game Yep. and thinking to myself, all right, game on. Cause if yeah. I'm not mistaken, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name now. I believe their middle linebacker was injured. And I remember thinking yeah, to myself, Jordan all Hanks, right, yeah. so we're going to, we're going to attack the middle of the field and we're mm-hmm. going to be able to have a mismatch with our tight ends excellent mm. and and then like i like i saw that and i was like all right game on like this is what like we're, we're here to play right yeah and and uh boys we did not show up to play <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it's yeah it's it still boggles my mind how how that game happened especially because i thought philadelphia should have lost the week before to atlanta but right that that was a really close game right I, exactly. so i went to the minneapolis miracle because i thought i'd be going to the nfc championship at home the following week and when the Eagles won, I was like, last second, I was like, well, I got to go see them play the Saints, I guess, because I'd hate yeah. to not see a playoff game during their Super Bowl run, which 
glad I went, but it didn't work out. But right. Know, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Cal, hit us for number two. Number two for me is going to be 2016 Seattle Seahawks game. Um, Blair Walsh miss. And so I went back and rewatched the highlights from that game because it's not just that he missed uh, 23 yards, I think it was, 23-yarder, and missed it bad, like really mm-hmm. bad. He didn't doink it, which, I, I mean, I don't know if it would have been better if he doinked it or not, but, like, he wasn't anywhere close. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, it had all the makings of your typical Vikings moment where they really – I think it's safe to say Seattle was a better team at that point. It felt mm. like Minnesota, we were up and coming. This was Zim's, I think, his second year. Mm. I think he went seven and nine his first year. I believe they're 10 and six that second year. So he had the sense that we were good, but not great. But Zim mm. was the man to lead us. He was the right dude. We were ascending. It was just such a stark contrast from Leslie Frazier, who was so uh, quiet, calm, reserved. And then you get this brash guy who will cuss you out which is not yeah. Frazier style at all and right. so he just kind of zim just seemed to have this different personality different approach the team felt different from the past mm. few years and i kind of felt like here we are we're going toe-to-toe with a good team a better team than us and we're going to beat them we're going into the fourth quarter up nine nothing blair mm. walsh has had an excellent year we drafted him and he's been excellent and mm. he's he's been clutch he he hit a couple from uh 40 plus he had another uh, chip shot that he hit earlier in the game. And even then I was watching um, our punter lock. He did an excellent job getting that ball down. The first snap on the first field goal was way off target. And mm-hmm. even, and sometimes that can spook a kicker. Didn't spook Blair Walsh. He, he still didn't throw off the timing, still drilled it. So like he was really good that whole game. Yeah. Um, but that game had it all. There was an Adrian Peterson fumble. Yeah. There was yep. a blown lead in the fourth, a two score lead in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, there was heartbreaking field goal at the end. Yeah. And that to me was so disappointing because we always play Seattle tough. Mm-hmm. We always deserve to win or often deserve to win. And we always mm-hmm. lose. We always lose. And that, yeah. that one hurt. That one hurt. That that was almost my number three. Yeah. Um, I mean, that one really sucked. And I remember before he lined up to kick, uh, I I wasn't putting, you know, the W in the bag, but I was because I was thinking. Well, now our defense has to step up, and it's still Russell Wilson. Yes, exactly. I don't, I don't know why I wasn't even thinking. Well, there's a possibility he could miss a 27 yard field goal, because when it happened, like it completely, like I just like, what? And I mean, it was just like that Paul Allen call, dumbfounded, just yeah, and yeah. So <laughs> I was uh, in a room full of Viking fans, and I was like. <laughs> Yep, I've got to go home now. And they apologized to me. <laughs> so that's how bad I was taking it. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Have, have, have either of you guys damaged property after a Vikings loss? Uh, like, I've, like I've broken items that I own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Somehow I have not. Wow. But, okay, uh, excellent. Yeah. But it's, I just hold it inside and <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> I'm not very fun to be around during games. I don't know why everybody wants to watch games with me, yeah. but I mean, I, it's never come to me breaking anything, even though I felt like it, but yeah, usually I just sit and sulk and yeah. Good. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's way. any healthier. I, yeah. I, right. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, Everyone's got different ways of processing things. So I, I'm always curious. I always like, I just like boggles my mind how people throw TVs out windows or whatever yeah. they decide to do. It's particularly TVs. I just find that it's just like so reckless. Um, 
but yeah I, I know that when when those moments of hurt come you can definitely yeah, do some extreme things yeah yeah strong strong emotions so yeah definitely we're gonna move to number one i'm kind of wondering if you guys have the same number one though well that's i'm curious now because he started in 98 so he's got two to draw on here so what are you going to do cole well 98 i didn't quite process it at the time sure. yeah. even though i've learned anyway that's story right. for another day right yeah, it's e it's easily 2009 for me yes yeah thought it was thought it was our year um i was actually i was super nervous the week before against dallas i don't think anybody remembers you know how good dallas was going into the playoffs that year mm -hmm. and we destroyed them beat them 34 bad. to 3 yep sydney rice lit them up and everything yep and uh so that was feeling pretty good against the saints even though i was still nervous but uh i mean i i'm a psycho and i've watched that game fully through numerous times and <laughs> I don't know why you do that you I, I don't either I, I, yeah. so i i mean we just dominated that game you know there were the the late hits yeah phantom uh pi calling ben lieber mm -hmm. so when it wasn't something officiating related then we were dropping the ball, you know, the botched handoff to Peterson oh, before halftime. Yeah. To me, that's, that yeah. would have completely changed the game. But, yeah. uh, cause I was coming off the Saints loan turnover. And, uh, so yeah, I remember at the two minute warning going into commercial, I turned to my dad, I was like, man, we might, we might be going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then far <laughs> throw through that interception. And yep. then I, it, it's like you just knew what was coming next. And another one where they changed the rule a year later to where, exactly. you know, if a team scores a field goal on their first possession, the other team has a chance to, yep. you know, counter that. So, yeah, that one, that one hurt, hurt the worst. And that was not a fun Super Bowl to watch either. But, yep. yeah, I'm guessing you have similar things. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, I mean, I don't want to. That is without question my number one lowest moment as a Vikings fan. Mm -hmm. That still makes me angry when I still yeah. look at the way that Favre was hit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not to say the Vikings didn't make mistakes. It's not to say that you know they couldn't have held onto the ball better, you mm -hmm. know, or maybe at times you know Favre was trying to force it when really he just needed to be solid but not Superman. Yeah. Um, but some like you said the Ben Lieber. Yeah. And then some of the stuff I believe was on Vashanti Shanko where they. Uh, there was a miss call, miss PI call on him, I believe. Mm. Uh, I seem to recall like a ripped jersey. Uh, yeah, they were like they were like tugging on his jersey as he is like kind of running towards the corner or whatever. Right. And yeah, there's 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 a plethora of calls that were not yeah. ideal. So yeah. that's the one where I I still and I don't know. I mean, maybe when you get down to it, I don't know who I cheer for. If it was like. Saints Packers NFC Championship. I don't know where I would go, but I, I thought that's before. what we we're getting this year. Well, I was, I know I was nervous, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate the Saints more than the Packers. I do. I just, I yeah. hate the Saints. Uh, I got yeah. in a fight with a guy in a convenience store once because um, I was talking to the owner of the convenience store, who's a big, I know a little bit, and he's a big Vikings fan. And I'm bad messing oh. the Saints after they lost to the Rams. Oh. Uh, with uh, that horrible blown call and i'm saying they got exactly oh, what they oh, deserved yeah. and a guy overhears me and we start arguing because he's a big saints yeah. fan and anyhow so i just i hate the saints i'm very bitter towards it still haven't gotten over it hate the saints yep. 
Yeah, I, I I still hate the Packers by like a smidge more, but All I right. feel yeah. Until until Sean Payton's gone, Seriously. I can't see it ever changing, and it's yep. probably still gonna live for a while. Sean so, Payton's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> not Sean Payton. Man, He's the worst. yeah, yep. I hate him. So hope he retires. <laughs> exactly. Or gets married. That was good, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't. <laughs> Do you guys feel better now or like now I feel angry? I, don't now. Know. <laughs> I was feeling good. Yeah. Now I'm getting irritated again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, I'm gonna go watch the game again. Yeah, right. We'll uh we'll transition to our, our third down here. And we're gonna what we're gonna do is this is more of an NFL wide question, but the idea is your top three all-time heartbreaking NFL franchises. And so I guess to like preface this quickly, like basically like the what what your guys' estimation is for the franchises that have suffered the most as fans is that is that kind of how you guys understand it too yep sure let's yeah. let's, let's go that way yeah mm-hmm. kyle why don't you why don't you start us off um you know i, I find it hard to, I, I don't know if we're doing a three two one i'm just gonna say the browns i mean the browns have to be there they had a coach who was one in 15 and they kept him and he somehow did worse i mean they've <laughs> they've never won a super bowl they're every year pretty much they're pathetic until recently but i mean we'll, we'll see how they handle success for some reason it's not to say there isn't talent not to say kevin Stefanski isn't a good coach he is but there's something about the browns uh they're they're my my first bid as uh heartbreaking franchises yeah that makes sense yeah they, uh, they they'd be up there for me too um so uh i mean and then they had success in the 80s and stuff and they had some <laughs> really big heartbreakers with the drive and the fumble and yeah among other t- games um i'm gonna go with the bills um yeah up here too yep um you know wide right with scott scott norwood and then they just lost each super bowl progressively worse over the next you know three seasons after that mm-hmm. looked like they were doing good this year and then they lose in the afc championship again Music City Miracle against Titans. So, yeah, I think both of those teams definitely deserve to be on the list, in my opinion. And I sort of root for them because I feel for them. With, uh, the, 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 pity, the pity so. cheer, yeah. Always always welcomed. Right, exactly. <laughs> yep. Kyle, okay. where, where are you at for number two? This is more of a personal one. I don't actually know if this belongs on like an all-time list. A lot of people disagree. But I'm going to throw the Chargers out there. I've always thought of the Chargers as the AFC's version of the Vikings in that there's a relatively long history there. I don't believe they ever won a Super Bowl. They've had all-time great players. I'm thinking like LT, obviously. Um, And they've had super, super talented teams. And for some reason, they just underperform. Sometimes it's they just fall apart because of injury. Sometimes there's just like an absolute mess of a, you know, a coach, whatever the case may be. It just seems that the Chargers always over promise under deliver um and they just remind me so much of the vikings i like the chargers i want them to succeed uh not at the expense of minnesota obviously but i like them fine but they they seem like they're kind of like the vikings of the afc so that's a personal one for me yeah i mean it's like it's like we kind of stole each other's notes because i was like like i think i should put the charges i was like i don't know if you'll think the same way but they've had some good teams everybody always Uh, thinks you know, that this is a year that everything kind of comes together. Oh, 2006, they probably should have gone to the Super Bowl and they yep. completely blew 
the divisional game against the Patriots. Um, and then since then, they've had some really good teams. And like I said, injuries derail them and, uh, or just bad luck. Philip Rivers throwing a pick at the end of the game. It's, you know, it, it's another team you just kind of feel for and everything because it's so similar to, to what we have to yep. suffer through. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> wow. That, that's impressive. I was not expecting that one. That that wasn't coordinated. That that's genuine. Great yeah. minds think alike. Well, I'm, I'm 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 curious what number one is. For me, Nicole's got to do number. Is is that your number two, Cole? Um, honestly, is it's probably Bills Browns, um, three two. But I didn't want to completely steal all your takes and everything. That's totally, that's totally okay. Fine. Chargers sure. Chargers pro- are probably four or five. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's. It's none of these franchises are really have it much better than anyone else, right. in my opinion. It's just different types of hurt. Yeah. So. Okay, then who's your who's your number one heartbreaking franchise? Then I mean, it's easy to say it as a Vikings fan. Yeah, I think that I I'm I wrote a, a you know an article a few weeks ago um, how successful the Vikings have been. Yep, among right. the winningest franchises ever. You know, rarely do they actually are we, you know, consistently bad. You know, we're never really picking in the top 10 consistently like Jacksonville or Detroit or something. Mm-hmm. And we're always competitive. Almost every era of Vikings fans has experienced a championship run, you know, to the NFC championship. Yep. And great. so tons of all time players, you know, Alan Page, Fran Targeton, Moss, Peterson. The list goes on and on, and for whatever reason, you know, the, there's the games we just said. There's 87 eight, NFC, NFC Championship. There's a Hail Mary against Dallas where Drew Pearson pushed off. You know, all all these. You know, every every generation of fans has their uh, their heartbreaking moment, and welcome to the Vikings moment. So it's so, true. My, yeah, might be a little homerist of me to say that but <laughs> it, it was it was expected i i heard like i i i have a comment but i, I want to hear what kyle has to say uh, about what his number one is i honestly i would say because again i would say the vikings but the, the one thing i will add is i'll add uh the lions as a heartbreaking franchise just because they're just so perpetually pathetic like i do not take the Lions seriously <laughs> ever just as a rule of thumb and yeah. it's i feel a little bit bad in that uh, like Calvin Johnson is amazing. Barry Sanders is amazing. They've had amazing players. I, and yeah. I, I love Matthew Stafford. I mean, I don't think necessarily like that elite, 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 like Calvin Johnson or Barry Sanders, but they've had really wonderful players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I just don't take those guys seriously. And so the, the Lions, the Vikings give you hope, like Cole saying, we've had a lot of great teams, great you know chances, good runs. And then they break our heart because we have hope when we have expectations. Yep. The Lions, yeah, what do you even hope for? <laughs> like, what are you even like excited about? They've won one playoff game since 1957. I mean, that's all. That's all you gotta say. And they haven't won a won it since before I was born. So yep. it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, so is is the are the Lions your runner up or your honorable mention or is the are the the Vikings? I, I'm, my Vikings are my number one, yeah. but I, I just didn't want to totally piggyback. So I'm yeah. saying I'll throw the, the Lions were on my list there okay. as as a team that definitely 
if you're having this discussion, at the very least, they're an honorable mention, if yeah, not top three. Yeah. So lots of overlap there. I so I I like the the motivation for this actually came from an article I read, and I actually saw that. So Bleacher Report wrote an article back a few years ago, um, but the ten most divinely tortured teams in professional sports. <laughs> so this is across um, several major professional sports, and yeah. the Vikings were on that top ten list. Oh yes. And oh, yeah. so I like sense. I was initially surprised by that. But by hearing both your experiences, I actually like I know it's a little bit homerish Vikings podcast, but they're like there's definitely merit. Like they they're the third um lowest team in the sense that the the Browns and the Lions are both below them on this list. But mm-hmm. they're they've got the reputation, they've got the the history from what I would say is an un- unbiased source to, to be in that conversation for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> oh, well that was, that was pleasant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, uh, I, we're, we're going to record our, uh, our highlights shortly here, but uh, I know everyone's gonna have to wait for a couple of weeks before they, they hear that, but um, we hope, we hope people, enjoyed it to to an extent as much as you can uh love to hear from people if they have different opinions we know this is very subjective um but this is why lists are fun so uh we'll we'll wrap it up there thank you everyone for listening and be sure to check out part two in a couple weeks have a great week